So um, this is our first episode of our new podcast, Micronations 101, where I am going to be explaining to you and to our audience what a micronation is, how to create one, and hopefully in some future episode, we will discuss famous micronations. And so, yeah. So to start us off, um, for this episode, and what's probably going to be most of this episode, we're going to talk about the five basics of nation building. Okay, sounds good. So, what do you know about micronations? They're like basically miniature nations, right? Uh huh, exactly. Yeah, and they can be made by pretty much anyone. Yeah, um, anyone can create them, but there's different levels of like seriousness. There's people that are trying to do it as like a political statement, there's people that are just joking around. There's people that are seriously trying to secede because of some political opinion they have that they don't agree with the government on. So yeah, that's the basic, those are the basic types of micronations. Right, right. So the first step you would have to take towards establishing your new micronation would be to acquire land. Mm -hmm. So this, most land in the world is claimed, but there are some places where land is unclaimed, like the Antarctic. However, if you attempt to invade the Antarctic with your fledgling micronation, it is unlikely that the international community would take that very well and would most likely retaliate and take the land back from you. Right. Um, now, there's also some areas where it's between two state, two nation borders, and there's like a specific area that they don't want. For example, mm -hmm. there's an area in, I think it's West Africa, where there's an area between two nations it's basically desert it's just sand dunes and there's no water there's no life there right and so neither of the nations wants it so they don't claim it so there is some land unclaimed there's also places like uninhabited islands um however if you try to take them over it is unlikely that you'll be successful because the international community might retaliate right the other option is claim a piece of public land, like a park or something. And then, well, the nation you're in might not like that and might take it back, but always a risk in nation building. The other uh, option is to have your house as your micronation. That's what most people do. They just have their property as a micronation. So, um, Claire, what, what would you do? I would just have my house as a micronation. Yeah. Okay, so... The other thing is, over the course of this podcast, we're going to be developing our own micronation. Yeah. So the second step in nation building is you need a population. Now, this can be relatively small. For there's the Republic of Melosia in Nevada that's mm -hmm. got a birthday card or a Christmas card from President Obama. Um, and they have a relatively small population. I believe it's around 26 people, but my numbers might be off. Um, so basically, you don't need very many people. Some micronations have six people. Some micronations have thousands of people. It really just depends on what you want your micronation to be like um, and how serious you are about the project. Yeah. So, yeah, you can either have your friends, your family. You could just post it on the Internet invite anyone to come. You can really spread the word however you like, but you do need to have some population, preferably not just yourself. Yeah, of course. I don't think you'd be able to have a micronation that would like stand 
and like actually be successful if it was just you. Yeah, it wouldn't, it would not be very successful. Also, if you're planning on having an established government, which we're about to talk about, then yes, you'd need multiple people. So established governments, that's the third step. You'll need to set up a system of laws and rules and regulations. Um, and you also need to decide if you want your government to be democratic, if you want to have a king, if you want to have it be an authoritarian dictatorship where one person controls all the power, or if you want it to be a benevolent dictatorship where one person has all the power, but they have the people's best interests at heart. It really depends how you see your micronation developing into the future. You can also change your system of government. It doesn't have to be fixed. So at the beginning, you could just have an authoritarian dictatorship, but then later as you gain more people, you could become more democratic because you have more people that would be able to participate in the democracy. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so the fourth step is spreading the word, which I talked about a little bit in step two. But I'm just going to reiterate it again. You're going to need to spread it via the internet, or you can put flyers up. In 2020, it's preferable that you don't go knocking on people's doors face to face. But yeah. as long as you maintain a distance and you have masks, it should be okay. But still, use the internet or flyers or something. Yeah. Okay, step five is if you're serious about your micronation, then you're, want, you're gonna want to have international recognition. So you're gonna want to try to complete steps one through four. Right. And then attempts to join either a micronational version of the United Nations or join the actual United Nations. Now, joining the United Nations is extremely difficult because you have to be approved by the Security Council, which is composed of France, England, the United States, Russia, and China. So it's unlikely that they would approve you. But yeah. if you are large enough and you have a democratic government, then that upholds the values of the United Nations. So you're more likely to be admitted. Once you've passed through the National Security Council, then you're going to have to be approved by, I believe it's a two-thirds vote in the general United Nations Assembly. And then you'd be admitted. Right. And you also don't have to be a part of the United Nations. For example, macronations, which are bigger versions of micronations, basically, like the United States, France, those sorts of things, not all of them are in the United Nations. For example, the Vatican, which is in Rome, is considered by most people to be a nation. However, it is not part of the United Nations. I see. So, Claire, what are your thoughts on all this? That's that's a lot. Wow. Um, micronations seem pretty cool, all in all. They seem like a lot of work, though. Like, if yeah. you're really serious about it. If I were to create a micronation... I don't think I'd be like super serious, like actually trying to secede from um, the country I'm in, the United States. But yeah, it just seems like, wow. Yeah. And even if you're not recognized, you're still going to have to have some sort of branding, which I forgot to mention. That's going to be like your nation's name, obviously, a flag. Um, you can establish some sort of currency. You're most likely going to want to have a website. Um, you can also establish news outlets. 
so that the people, the citizens of your micronation are able to get news about what's happening in the micronation. Right. Didn't you start a micronation recently? I did. Um, the nation of Torlandia, which is a, um, well, I don't like the word dictatorship, but it's basically a dictatorship <laughs> right. with me as the supreme ruler. However, I am able to be voted out of office. Yeah. So it's sort of like a democratic dictatorship, sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started that. And so I've developed a website. We have a flag um, and we actually have a pretty decent government. We only have six people. So it's, you know, it's fine. Right. But we have the basics. Yeah. Oh, and the thing is, your nation does not have to have a military. There are many larger nations that don't. Uh, take Costa Rica, for example. Um, I don't believe the Vatican has an army either, although I do think they hire Swiss mercenaries. I'm not really sure about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways, so don't worry about it. Just establish your micronation. Also, if you're really serious about it, don't worry too much about political blowback, because as long as you still pay your taxes, you really should be fine. Like I mentioned earlier, the micronation of Melosia, they pay, um, they don't pay taxes per se, they call it foreign aid, um, but they got a Christmas card from President Obama, which means he took it pretty well. Yeah. And they still get, they still get water and internet and electricity and stuff. So yeah, they're yeah. still, they're still doing fine. However, in the current political climate, you might not want to announce yourself too much. Um, right. Yeah. Also, elaborating on the first step, there's many ways to get land, not just public land and your house. People have also tried to um, make islands out in the middle of the ocean and then claim those as their sovereign territory. This hasn't really worked because one guy tried it. He poured a bunch of sand from barges on a really shallow sandbar. And then once it was three feet above the water, he tried to claim it. However, his island was invaded by the near nation of Togo with international backing. So mm. it didn't go well for him. <laughs> yeah. But there are, there are also many examples of micronations around the world, which hopefully we'll get to next episode or in a few episodes. But for now, have fun nation building. And good night. <laughs>